what's happening what's going on it's jay scott it's the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast thanks for tuning in do appreciate you thanks for listening we are part of the pantheon podcast network great network of music related podcasts check out all my friends on pantheon pods including Vinny apice and carmen apiece on the hanging and banging podcast and tom and zeus shout out loudcast great kiss podcast Aaron and Chris on Decibel Geek, Martin Popoff, The Rock Historian, Mac on the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast, and don't forget the legend Mistress Carrie, legendary DJ on the East Coast, Boston area. So check out all those and more on PantheonPodcast.com and follow them on social media at Pantheon Pods on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And don't forget to follow the Hook Rocks wherever you do podcasts. We are available everywhere, every podcast platform. Write us a kind review after the episode that you listen to or any of the previous episodes. We always enjoy when you tell us what we're doing, what you like, and uh, how long you've been a fan. You know, we've been doing this now for three years, a little over three years. So uh, please, you know, take the time to write us a few sentences and, uh, and the kind words are always appreciated. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Hook Rocks as well. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download wherever you do podcasts so you get the latest episode right to your phone and you have the ability to listen to all previous 400-something episodes that we have. I think we're at 410 or 411 or something like that. So there's a lot for you to listen to, some great interviews, some great topics that we've talked about. And of course, what we are primarily here doing, that's talking about new bands, and we have a lot of new music spotlights for the new emerging rock scene that is out there. We've done some great episodes recently, so check out all those. We just had Jennifer Benson from Ignescent, the great Chicago-based hard rock heavy metal band. We did a live album review of the UFO album, the legendary UFO album, Strangers in the Night. As well as we celebrate our 400th episode with members of the Group Council, my online chat group that is made up of a lot of Twitter followers that talk about new music and share new music. Our 300th episode, or three-year anniversary episode, I should say, with Stephen Piercy, the legendary singer from Rat. As well as some great new music spotlights recently. We had The Warning on, great band from Mexico that is just killing it all over. They just finished up a tour with Pretty Reckless and Hailstorm, and they just played some sold-out dates in their hometown uh, in Mexico, which just looked awesome. They are a great band. They are on the cusp of greatness, the cusp of superstardom, so check that out as well. We also did a great interview with Tuck Smith, the singer-songwriter, former frontman of the band Biters. He's got a new single out, Ballad of the Misspent Youth. He's got a new album coming out this fall, and he's got a story to tell. Um, I always enjoy when you get someone on the show that is incredibly honest, doesn't want to hide behind anything or the cliche answers. He's a real dude, and it's always refreshing to hear someone like that and their perspective so check out the single as i just mentioned and check out the interview with tuck as well tonight we're going to be covering a concert i went to last week in chicago illinois or just outside chicago illinois rosemont illinois called all state arena formerly the rosemont horizon the town just over uh from where i grew up town right next to where i used to grow up 
Um, and it was awesome being back there. I was trying to remember the last time I was at a show there. And I, I got to say, it may have been like 2008 Van Halen reunion tour. And I, I don't remember the last time I've been there for a concert. I've been there for a hockey game. Uh, the Chicago Wolves, which is an AHL team, plays there. And I've been to a couple games there since then. But as far as a concert, as far as a show, I'm trying to remember. And of course, as you get older, you know, as you approach 50, your memory starts to go a little bit. So if I do come up with a show that I went to after that, I will definitely say in a in a future episode. But I think that was the last show that I was at the Allstead Arena. And I used to go to shows there all the time growing up. I mean, that's where bands used to come into Chicago, you know, whether it was L.A. Guns opening up for Def Leppard or whoever was playing there. It's known it's known as a place, you know, to play on a lot of rock tours over the years, over the decades. So it's got a lot of history there. And I had the pleasure of seeing one of my favorite emerging bands, Thunder Mother, band from Sweden, who has a new album out called Black and Gold, which is absolutely tremendous. If you do so choose during this episode or after, please go to Thunder Mother, their official website at thundermother.com and Find the link. They got some great bundles for the new album with vinyl, CD, T-shirts. They got an autograph, a little postcard that they send you. And it's awesome. They got hats. They got all that kind of stuff. They've got their current tour dates with Scorpions, who is who they were opening up for. And again, just a great band, uh, a great follow-up to their album a couple years ago called Heat Wave, which was one of my favorites for, I believe it was 2020, and this is the follow-up, and it's equally as good, if not better, than Heat Wave. I love the album. I've been listening to it. I got I finally got the CD of the show. I got the vinyl bundle online, and I got the CD at the show, and I've been, it's been in my, my CD player in my car ever since then now for, you know, approaching a week of just uh, listening to this. So, um Great album, highly recommend it. So yeah, you know, on to the show, on to the, the the big night. This tour was announced a couple of months ago, a few months ago, and the original bill was Scorpions, White Snake, and Thunder Mother. And I was so happy that finally a legacy band like the Scorpions was willing to take out a young emerging band, not based on algorithms, not based on what's trending on whatever social media app, based on the fact that they're really, really fucking good and they deserve to be heard. And so thankful that a band from Europe, as the Scorpions are in Germany and and Thunder Mother is from Sweden, came over to the States and, and is played on tour. Like, that is so awesome. You know how many bands from Europe and the UK and all over other parts of the country that rock fans like myself have been just dying to see live? And Scorpions, man, I, I, I say a lot on this show. You know, I, I don't know 100% fully how shows are booked, but, you know, it goes with the promoter 
wanting to make money back on the ticket prices and the tickets. And they got to sell, you know, seats and put butts in the seats or whatever you want to call it. So they put together these packages, you know, obviously there's the stadium tour that most people know, but even when bands like Priest or other bands come, they always match them with another classic rock band. You know, one of the examples was when Priest came with Uriah Heep, God, two, three years ago, Uriah Heep is not going to sell or help sell more tickets to a Judas Priest concert. They're not. I mean, Judas Priest alone is going to sell tickets in Chicago area or wherever they're playing based on them being Judas Priest, one of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time. Uriah Heep is not really going to move the needle very much. Maybe a tad in certain markets, but not overwhelming. So when you see a package like that, and you see all these young emerging bands that are not given a slot on a tour like that. It's disappointing because when I grew up and I was going to concerts 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, that was the norm. When a, a band, a big band was touring, they would take out an up and coming band. And you didn't have the algorithms that these management companies and these promoters have. And they determines who's popular and who's people are going to go see. I don't know, maybe there's some validity to it, but I maintain my belief that the algorithm does not apply to rock bands because we're not mainstream. We're not into mainstream music. So how can you try to fit an algorithm into an audience or for an audience that really doesn't give a shit about algorithms and what's trending and what's not? Rock bands are not about that. And I know there's this uproar about Rock needs to be mainstream. It doesn't. You need to stop thinking about them. You need to stop thinking about rock needs to be bigger than ever. If it becomes bigger than ever, great. But guess what happens with it when it becomes better, bigger than ever, right? That's when the corporate record companies get involved and the algorithms really blow up. And now it becomes conformed to what pop music is and rap music. And we don't want that. We don't want someone determining what is good for us. We want to find it. Rock bands want to explore new bands, new music. We don't want to hear the same 50 songs and classic rock radio. Maybe some people do. I don't. That's boring. But we don't want to hear all that stuff. We don't want to be determined by an algorithm. And it's so unrock and roll. It's so unrock to be, you know, to have this algorithm determine what song comes up next on our feed in a, on a streaming service. It's such bullshit. So, Getting back to my original point as I as I rant here, what seeing Scorpions take out Thunder Mother, big applause, big thank you to Scorpions for from a rock fan in Chicago who wants to see these bands that are kick ass from overseas that don't you know have to wait you know till they somehow break a trend or break an algorithm. They brought them over. They have them open up for White Sake now. White Snake, David Coverdale, who has had some health issues over the last couple of years, canceled his UK dates and then an, ended up canceling US dates here with Scorpions. Because what I've heard, it hasn't been confirmed by White Snake. So I'll just say it has not been confirmed that there's an upper respiratory issue with David Coverdale. Obviously, breathing is very important to a singer. So when you have an issue like that, it affects your performance. And David, being the perfectionist that he is and wanting to put on a great performance for his fans, 
has decided to pull out of this tour. Um, we hope that David gets better. We hope that at some point White Snake does get over to the U.S. I know this was billed as White Snake's farewell, uh, and I hope he gets the ability. I hope that he has the chance to say goodbye to his U.S. fans and U.K. fans at some point. Um, and we hope to get to see David Coverdale. He's one of the greatest front men of all time. Great performer. Of course, the former singer for Deep Purple who went into Whitesnake. We just did a legacy show with Zeus from Shout Out Loudcast on the history of Whitesnake, which is not well known by a lot of the U.S. fans. They look at Slide It In and the 87 album is really kind of the beginnings, but there's a whole bunch of stuff before that. So check out that episode if you get a chance. So Whitesnake pulls out. Now, Scorpions could have probably filled it with another band, could have done that. It may have been too late in the game, probably is one of the reasons why they didn't. But I had a lot of questions going to the show, like how are they going to fill the time that was allocated for Whitesnake? Are they going to give Thunder Mother more time on stage, which is the best case scenario, right? Out of something bad, something good happens. I'm sure Thunder Mother wanted to play with both Scorpions and Whitesnake. Whitesnake pulls out, and lo and behold, the best-case scenario happened. I got to see Thunder Mother pretty much play an hour set, give or take, play about 10 or 11 songs, which is unheard of for an opening act, opening for a legacy band. It, It was fantastic. It was awesome. It was like, wow, like Scorpions, you know, stepped up and got this band on this tour, and then they they let them play to an audience, which we'll get into in a second here, for an hour. I mean, that's a lot of exposure for a young band from another country in the U.S. being able to do that. And because I've been so passionate about bands doing that for so long, and very few do, to see Scorpions and then to, to experience seeing it with Thunder Mother, I was, I was extremely happy. And my partner in crime that night, High Stick Nick, you can follow him at High Stick Nick. Um, yeah, we both enjoyed the show and we had that same question. What were they going to do? Is Thunder Mother just you know going to play for a half hour? five, six songs, and then Scorpions are going to go on early and it'll be an early night. That wasn't the case at all. And like I said, I, I can't describe how excited I was to see that because I just think that is one of the key things that's missing in rock music today is these legacy artists not caring about the algorithms, taking these young bands out that are good, which is all that should matter. They're good. They can play. Let's get them on tour. Seeing Scorpions do it and then giving them more time because the opportunity op- opened itself up for that because of White Snake pulling out of the tour. So I was happy. Just that. And I kept thinking to myself, when are they going to go off? And they kept playing. They kept playing. And they, they, uh, they played 11 songs. And we'll get into the set list here shortly in the, in the performance. But... Yeah, that was awesome. That was in itself worth seeing the show. And then the crowd. 
right? Because when you're on a triple bill like this, and you're, you know, a lot of bands are after you, a lot of these legacy artists are after you. It's just be honest that most of the crowd is not coming to see the opening act. Most of the people are going to get there late and, you know, they're there for the legacy artist. I just, I saw the stadium tour in was it July at Wrigley Field in Chicago, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, Joan Jet, and the new band Classes Act. Classes Act was the best band on the bill. They were the best band on the bill. They had they didn't have any special sound, which most you know of the new bands are not going to get the you know the good board. They're going to get the stack the stock board, you know, the mixing board for for a live performance, the soundboard, and uh, you know you have at it. And Classes Act was was great, and all the bands that came after that was kind of like a slow decline. Def Leppard was really good, but um, we're not here to talk about the stadium tour. We're going to continue talking about Thunder Mother. But like I said, the crowd typically doesn't show up for the first band, and you'll probably get twenty percent capacity at that point, fifteen percent. Man, it was awesome. The crowd, I would say. The capacity when Thunder Mother went on and probably the whole night was anywhere between 90 and 95% full, which is, it's an 18,000 capacity arena. So you got to figure there was probably about 16,000 plus there. Okay. It wasn't totally sold out, but it was pretty close. You know, there was probably about, 1500 1800 open seats maybe um not much not, not not many seats were open and to have thunder mother have that opportunity to play for a full crowd that was engaged that was really digging the band was awesome i can't say enough about it the performance was off the charts I, I, I didn't really know what I was expecting with them, right? Um, their albums all sound great. Like I said, Heat Wave in 2020 and get the new one, Black and Gold, that just came out last month. But that really is, you know, the really the defining moment is when they go on stage and they perform the songs that you've heard and how they can match what is on the record, what is on the album. And they nailed it. They killed it. They absolutely killed it. The band sounded tremendous. The song selection was great. There's a couple songs I wish they would have played, but hey, you know, they played a lot from the new album, which is what they should. Guernica Mancini, who I've had on the show a couple times, we had her on as a new music spotlight, I think in the beginning of 2021 or some point during the year. And then, she recently came back earlier this year and she did a conversations and collaborations episode with Nick Reese, the lead singer of Joyous Wolf. If you haven't checked out that episode or the new music spotlight, please do. Gernika is great. She's very engaging in the conversation. The conversations and collaborations episode uh, received a lot of great feedback. So check that out. I think that aired in May. I want to say, um, a great episode nonetheless, but she killed it. I mean, her voice is absolutely tremendous. 
incredible um, and live. And, you know, the whole band itself was, was, was fantastic. And, you know, getting into the song selection of the set list, you know, they opened up with whatever the road is ours dog from hell, which is from the heat wave album. Great tune. One of my favorites try with love back in 76. Another great song that I love the title track to the new album, black and gold loud and free. I don't know you, which is one of my favorite songs on the album. If not my favorite, it's a very, um, melodic and it would be considered a mainstream rock song if this had come out years ago right again rock is not mainstream it's not close to being mainstream but if there was a mainstream rock song that is going to get played on the radio back when radio was good and not shit like it is now in the u.s not except for some great independent stations there's a few of them out there but i don't know you was absolutely phenomenal we fight for rock and roll a great anthem and uh watch out which was the first single from the new album that they released great went over well with the crowd and finished up with driving in style which is another great tune all the songs were well received all the songs were great they were just man i can't say enough about the performance having them uh for an hour to enjoy them for an hour was uh I felt lucky. I really did. Because as you know, on the show, you know, the people that have been listening for a while, this is something that I have wanted, you know, these bands from Europe, these bands from the UK to come over to the US to have the opportunity to find an audience to play for an audience. It's very expensive for a band to come from overseas. It's not cheap by by any stretch of the imagination. And for him for them to get the opportunity that they have with this tour with a great legacy band. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, uh, man, it's, it's, it's just a great, a great opportunity for them. And they delivered, they absolutely delivered. When you talk about the female bands that are out there and I, and I don't really like to distinguish female bands with rock bands. I, I consider them all rock bands, but it has to be said that there is a heavy presence with female rock bands right now. You know, um, you know, when it, from my generation, obviously there was Heart that came in a, in the late seventies. You had Pat Benatar, of course. Stevie Nicks was a big presence. You had bands like Vixen back in the day, but of course the Runaways and Joan Jett and Lita Ford. But you didn't really have a lot like you do now, and. I have to say, when you look at the landscape in rock music and hard rock music, and you look at, for one, what Lizzie Hale is doing with Hailstorm um, and, and bringing a lot of these female-fronted, all-female all female bands on tour with the band, you got to love it, right? You got to love it because... They're 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 just as good as any male fronted rock band that is out there. Again, I don't really like to distinguish. I just like to call them rock bands. But this is the conversation we are having. Hailstorm, you know, brought out Evanescence and a great young band Plush uh, recently earlier this year. And then once that finished up, she turned around and brought out 
Pretty Reckless. And as you know, one of my favorite young bands that are out there, The Warning, tremendous, tremendous band. And she's she's the real deal, Lizzie Hale. She's bringing these bands out. But when you look at, you know, Evanescence and Pretty Reckless, they're, they're a few years ahead of what's happening now with bands like Plush, bands, bands like The Warning, you know, bands like Thunder Mother, another all-female band. Um, we just had Jennifer Benson on uh, from the from the hard rock band from Chicago, Ignescent. We've had Abby Kayab. We've had some great female bands. There's the Dirty Denims, which I believe is an Australian Australian uh, an Australian band. The Hot Dam, which is in the UK. We had Bastet uh, on the show too, as well. Caroline, um, she was on the show, and there is a tremendous surge right now with female fronted rock band we have a damn truth another great female fronted band so the list goes on and there's a lot of great bands mysterines i keep as i'm talking i'm i'm just remembering the bands that we've had i've had the mysterines on a couple times too as well they're from the uk and they're all great they're all part of this new emerging rock movement but for me having seen both the warning now twice and seeing now thunder mother. I got to tell you, those two bands are top level. Uh, You have to put them both in the conversation when you're talking about top new emerging rock bands. And I'm only saying this because I've seen them live, right? And I haven't seen the other bands live and I'm, I've heard good things about all of them and I hope to see them at some point. But Thunder Mother just delivered. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There's no other way to say it. Um, great performance, great opportunity for them. And it really is um, nice to see that this band is, is, is thriving with this tour. And, you know, when you have Felipe Nazil, great lead guitar player, great riffs, um, loved her playing at the show. Uh, of course, Gernika, we talked about with singing. And then the rhythm section with Emily and Mona, Mona, the bass player, Mona Lindgren and Emily Johansson on drums. And they just kicked it. They, it was it was great. Uh, all equal parts for all the band. They're, they are a force to be reckoned with. Thunder Mother is a band that, you know, I know they, they want, they've been wanting to tour the U.S. for a long time. They've got this great opportunity to do so, and they are just, they are delivering. And what a great opportunity. Thankful for the Scorpions for that opportunity. I'm sure they're thankful. We're thankful as rock fans who's ever listening to be able to see them. And I know they're doing some small club dates in between i know you know Gernika has got to rest her voice she doesn't want to overdo it but i know they're kind of picking their spots where they're where they're playing so if you do get a chance to see them at a club you're very lucky i would love to see that i wish they would have done that in chicago um but if you have the opportunity to go see them here in the states with the scorpions please do so they've got some tour dates lined up and, uh, you know, they are, they're absolutely delivering. So some of the dates that are coming up here, I know today is the fifth, 
They're playing Atlantic City, New Jersey, but they'll be in Belmont Park, New York. They're going to make their way to Connecticut, then down to Florida for a couple of dates, then over to Texas and Oklahoma for a handful of dates. In Denver, Colorado, they're going to be making it out to Southern Cal and San Diego and Los Angeles, up north to Fresno, Portland, Spokane, Tacoma, and then ending the tour in Oakland and then Las Vegas, Nevada. And I really hope this is an opening for them to come back and play some of these clubs across the U.S. I really hope this isn't just a one and done for them. We need more things like this to happen. We need more legacy bands to pick these young bands because they're good, because their music's good, not because of what some freaking computer program is telling you. Fuck that shit. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. And I hope more bands see this and recognize that this needs to be done more. And enough of relying on algorithms. Like I said, rock bands do not adhere to algorithms. We do not. We don't care what the algorithms are telling us. We just don't. Um, Don't put us in a category like you do with pop music. That's a big mistake. That's just not going to happen. One great thing, one great story that I want to tell you about the show. So I ordered the vinyl bundle prior, you know, to the album, you know, being released. So I pre-ordered it. I got it. It's been great. And I got it. They got a t-shirt, Thunder Mother t-shirt. So I wore it to the show. And I usually don't wear the band's shirt that I'm seeing that night, right? It's just kind of something that I was taught when I was a young rock and roller, but my older brother and his friends, you don't wear the shirt of the band that's playing. It's not cool. Whatever. I'm 47. What am I going to, you know, what am I doing? So I wore the Thunder Mother shirt. And um, walking into the show to meet Mike, I got a couple compliments prior to the show. Like, Man, Thunder Mother rocks, black and gold. People were fist bumping me, about a handful of people. After the show, when I'm walking out, dude, that shirt's not at the merch. Where'd you get that shirt? And I would tell people, oh, you got to order it online. They got a they got a bundle with a vinyl and signed postcard and all this stuff. You get the t-shirt. Oh, it's a badass shirt. It's a really cool looking shirt. It's a cover of the album. And I had people coming up to me like, man, I didn't realize this band. I didn't never heard of this band before. They're so good. They're so awesome. All these compliments, at least a dozen, as just from like the 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 moment I left my seat till I walked out in the parking lot, it was great. It was a good feeling that they connected with the crowd. Obviously, we saw it during the show, but for people to just randomly walk up to someone these days, which is, you never know the way the world is. When someone approaches you, you're like, oh boy, this is it. Um, but again, what makes rock and roll so great is we're a community. We are a family. And to have that happen, I felt great for the band. I really did. I felt great that people saw the shirt people were comfortable enough and impressed enough to say something to me. So I thought that was really, really cool. And it was a great show. It's a great opportunity for them. They got to play a a longer set than most opening acts. Scorpions, good on you guys, man. Good on you for doing this. 
I, I cannot stress enough how important it is and how appreciative we as rock fans are that you are doing this because I can't tell you how many bands when they announce their tour and it's a legacy artist and I quickly look to see who's opening. And this was the one time that I was not disappointed. You know, obviously this is a stadium tour, you know, all that stuff to a classic act. That's a five built in, but I'm just talking about touring with one other band or two bands. It's great to see that. So good on you, Scorpions, for doing this. Scorpions were great, too. Scorpions deliver. If you know anything about the Scorpions, they've got a great reputation of being live, and they do not disappoint. It's been a long time since I've seen them, and they were great. Also, seeing Matthias Jabs standing uh, on the side of the stage uh, in front of the crowd, checking out the show prior to them going on, that's really cool, too. That's badass. So uh, Thunder Mother, go check them out. Check them out, thundermother.com. Go check out the live dates. See if they're playing at some clubs in your area. I hope they make it back to the U.S. I hope this is as successful as I'm thinking it is. If if um, if anything else, this is a great opportunity, and they're making a great impression on a lot of rock bands every night when they play. So, um, yeah, go check out this tour. All right, this is this is the tour to see when you got a young up and coming band that are just killing it and a great legacy artist the scorpions you can't beat it so i'm jay scott this has been another concert review on the hook rocks hope you enjoyed it hope you uh enjoyed my ramblings and rants but i'm i'm still fired up about this show so go see it take care of each other It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 